What's going on, everybody? This is AJ, your host of the Blue to Green podcast. On this episode, I sit down with two incredible people, Meg and Ben. They're entrepreneurs in the CBD cannabis or in the cannabis world with a CBD product called Terp Nutrition, which is a CBD supplement for active lifestyles and active adults. They also uh, operate a physical fitness coaching company, or Meg does, called Positive Fit Community, where she helps guide and coach people in moving their body and proper physical fitness and all that type of stuff. Uh, Meg's journey regarding her back injury and leading her to where she is today is quite is quite a miracle. And their mindsets are awesome. They're positive people. They're, they're just great people. And I truly, truly enjoyed their company and I enjoyed the conversation. So I'm going to shut up now and let you all have a listen and take care. I hope you all learn something and come together as a community. Take care, everybody. Welcome to the show, and we'll get going. All right, we're live. Hello. Hello. Thank you for coming on. I have with me Ben and Meg from Fit Little Meg and Fit Big Ben. Yes. Fit Big Ben. <laughs> Fit yeah. Big Ben. And you are entrepreneurs in the cannabis world here in Arizona. So I'm going to shut up for a second, and I'm going to let you two introduce yourselves. Yes, well, thank you so much for having us on. We are super excited to be here. And a little background about us. We are actually originally from right outside the Washington, D.C. area. Okay. Grew up around there. We went to college together. So we actually met and dated in college. And around that time, when I was 21 years old, I will never forget my 21st birthday. I went out like most 21-year-olds, but I woke up the next day with the worst pain of my entire life. I could not move properly. And fast forward months later, I found out I had two herniated discs. And that was a massive changing point in my life. That's what really got me to start recognizing the value of my health because I was really spiraling. I was prescribed all the opiates, all the muscle relaxers. I was in and out of pain and spine clinics, doing epidural injections, you know, trying all the things. I ended up having back surgery and that that again changed my life for sure but that had me spiraling into a really a deep dark depression and Ben was the one too that really recognized just how much all of this was taking a massive toll on my mental health and just started to get me to open up my eyes to learning how important it is to prioritize our health and also introducing me to alternative medication and that's where we discovered cannabis and just how much that could help me with getting off some of those painkillers so did you have and, and we'll get to you in just a second you said you said a ton of stuff and i want to touch on yeah. it just real quick so i don't forget anything how, how do you have any idea how your back was injured was there, was there a particular thing that caused it? There was not a particular thing that caused it I'm at notorious all. for hitting my mics as well. So <laughs> I, I've got that Italian heritage and I, I talk with my hands, so yeah. I apologize. Yeah, so nothing, the doctors never could really pinpoint anything that caused it. 
at the time I was a big runner. So I used to run and try to run out all the alcohol. And I think maybe all the impact of the running, but it also just could have been genetic. It could be just unlucky. But at the same time, I truly think it happened for a reason. And I'm so grateful that I experienced all of that because I would never be here today without it. I would never have started all of my businesses. I wouldn't be the person I am today if I hadn't gone through that. Uh, I I totally understand because again I have a back injury as well. So, um, Ben, yes, say hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> have, super excited to be here. Um, very similar story with Meg. I didn't have my back hurt, but with cannabis impacted my life because I grew up with insomnia. I could never okay. fall asleep as a child. Um, and then at one point in high school, I was prescribed Adderall. And like a lot of other people in my high school, they were prescribed Adderall, but that just impacted my uh, the amount of food that I was able to eat, my hunger just completely diminished, and then also my sleep just completely diminished too. So I wasn't able to sleep, I wasn't able to eat. Um, and then one thing led to another, I started experimenting with cannabis, which helped me with sleep dramatically. And then that just kind of had a domino effect on my mental health and really started raising everything up too, because if you're not sleeping right, if you're not eating right, it's gonna completely diminish your mental health. So I started seeing how much it impacted me. And so when Meg, fell into the dark depression from all the pharmaceuticals and her back. Um, I started saying, hey, we need to start trying alternatives. No. We don't have to listen to the doctors. Let's see what we can do on our own. Uh, there's a lot of studies that are starting to come out too. Um, and we just kind of dove into it. So you said you guys met in, in college. Where did you guys go to college? Radford University. It's okay. a very small school in Southern Virginia. Okay. And Ben, I want to ask you real quick, mm -hmm. if you don't mind talking about it, uh, why were you prescribed Adderall? Uh, for my ADD. Okay. So on that note, I was not, I was completely unaware that I had ADHD until about five years ago. So at 35 years old, I was diagnosed with it. And then that's one of the things I actually was diagnosed with ADHD before I started using cannabis. And then when I started using cannabis, it's like, oh, I can actually focus and, mm -hmm. and like, you know, pay attention to stuff more mm -hmm. than five minutes long. So, so you have your back injury. Mm -hmm. And then did, did you find who found cannabis first? Did you find cannabis first? Yeah, I've been an avid user of cannabis okay. for a long time. Uh, like I said, it was helping me sleep. And so especially through college, I was always having trouble sleeping gotcha. then too. And so I always saw the, be the benefits of bring cannabis. the mic up just to you just a little bit more. I always saw the benefits Perfect. of cannabis. Okay. Um, and so I knew that it was, it definitely could help Meg. Okay. But of course you want to try it first. Right. And so that's when we started applying it to, to her daily routine too. Okay. And then what was that experience like for you? It was definitely very eye-opening. And I do always like to mention that at the same time of me starting to incorporate cannabis, I also started just valuing my health more. And okay. I started really prioritizing not just my mental health, but my physical health to moving my body. Even though I was still dealing with chronic pain, I was just walking more and I was just getting up more and I was striving to have a more positive relationship with myself as well as weaning off all the opiates and the muscle yeah. relaxers and started using more of this cannabis. I was a teacher at the time, so okay. I was very nervous to actually use anything with THC. I was also very nervous to even talk about it right. or let people know that I was starting to incorporate this because of the stigma that is associated and with being a teacher I felt like I had this all these eyes on me yeah. and that it wasn't something that was going to be accepted especially living in Virginia too okay. like at the time Virginia was very strict about cannabis if okay. you got caught with even a gram you could be in jail for multiple years now it's a lot more open 
Um, but at that time, she was very hesitant to try it out, especially going to school if she was feeling high or anything. So right. That's when CBD and we started realizing about full spectrum CBD and understanding the differences of where the where the extractions are coming from and really understanding what you're putting in your body. And we realized there was a huge area of improvement, even in the supplement industry, that there's not that transparency. There's nobody holding each other accountable right. for that. And so that's really kind of where we took a passion for for introducing cannabis to other people and advocating for it. Did you guys, uh, when you started down this road of cannabis use, first and foremost, let me ask a question. Uh, how, old, how old are you two? I'm 31. Okay. I know I'm that's 30. a taboo. You, you guys look fabulous. So <laughs> Thank I'm, you. I'm an old man. So I'm like going, when I, we were having a conversation on the phone, I'm like going, well, she's got to be like at least 21. Right. And then you said that you were a teacher and all that good stuff. And you, Ben, you look fabulous too. I'm like going, and then you right. said that. I'm like, oh, okay. So it's just, again, with age, yeah. when I see younger people, I'm just jealous is all it is. <laughs> um, so real quick, you said you had back surgery, mm -hmm. correct? What, what did they do? For the surgery are you they, fused yes okay they took out about 90 percent of my disc Ooh. and i will say that it did instantly after i started to feel mm -hmm. better but within a couple months i was back to where i was dealing with chronic pain okay. inflammation yeah. i was still on all the opiates and mm -hmm. muscle relaxers every now and then i was getting cortisol injections yep. so still seeing pt i mean i was i was kind of it helped, but at the same time, it didn't help. Yeah, and, right. and doctors at the time were telling her she shouldn't be moving. She shouldn't be mm -hmm. working out. She shouldn't be doing the stuff that a lot of holistic doctors will tell you to do. Right. And you, movement's the best thing that we can do for our body, especially at a young age. Mm -hmm. I when My back injury happened when I was 35 years old and I was still in law enforcement. And I had a, I had my surgery in 2017 and... I re -herni I herniated three times, and then since the last time I herniated, it's just been pain management from them. I don't have the ability to have the surgery right now just due to life circumstances and all that. And then it was a couple years ago that I really, really – I used to work out. You know, used to be in good shape, used to lift, all do all that type of stuff, used to run, used to love running. And then it was a couple years ago where I went I – got, I got with a, a physical therapist who was also a bodybuilder that understood mm -hmm. back yeah. – that understood back uh, issues. Mm -hmm. And she got me moving. So Trish, I hope you see this, and I know I'll send it to you. Um, she got me moving better than I ever have, and learning to strengthen my mm -hmm. core mm -hmm. has taken pressure off of my back. I was standing all the wrong way. You know, I was standing with my butt sticking out, mm -hmm. and that was wrong. Yeah. And so I was learning to strengthen my core, strengthen my butt, and it started bringing everything together. And then not moving causes me more pain mm -hmm. than moving. It's one of those. It's one of those catch twenty twos where. And I'm sure you have the same days where you wake up and you're in pain and you don't want to move because you're in pain. Yeah. But if you don't move, you're in more, more pain. pain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you wake up and when you start moving and start doing that, it's like, oh, the pain's starting to relieve itself a little bit and working the muscles out and all that stuff. So that's that's and ever since then, I, I feel bad because, yes, I am disabled, but yet I go to the gym and people are going, how can you do that? It's like, going, well, if I don't. I will be completely incapacitated mm -hmm. and I still have young kids at home. So that's the sort of thing where it's like, I have to keep yeah. moving. So enough about me. I don't want, this isn't about <laughs> me, but it just, we do share very Absolutely. similar stories yeah. and we do share in the pain management as far as mm -hmm. that goes. So 
how when you started exploring this and you said the full spectrum CBD and all that, did you educate yourselves? Did you have somebody helping you along the way? Again, I'm assuming, so you, this would be about 10 years ago or so where you started mm -hmm. doing this and the research wasn't really there. So how did you guys come across this information? Yeah, honestly, it was all Ben. Okay. He did all the research. And again, I was a little skeptical in the beginning. So he was the one that was coming to me like with all this education behind it. Yeah. And at that time, like I said, in Virginia, it was very taboo okay. cannabis. But that being said, D.C. was right on the other side of the bridge. In D.C., it was starting to open up a lot okay. more. And so I, I kind of always had a gut feeling that I wanted to be in the cannabis space okay. um, just as a career. And so I started going to different cannabis conferences that they were hosting in D.C. I was okay. meeting all these different companies that were coming out um, from all around the U.S., really, and just kind of picking people's brains, just understanding people's stories and also listening to people's stories of how cannabis changed their lives. And that was a big impact for Meg too when I started bringing her to these conferences mm -hmm. <laughs> and hearing guest speakers talk about how they went from completely feeling like trash yep. all the way to I have my life back. Yep. Amazing. Yeah. And it's the same sort of thing where I was on. Did, were you ever on uh, uh, Gabapentin? Did you ever take that? I don't recall, okay. but I again, it was a while ago. I understood, don't even remember understood. all the medication, but I, I was prescribed all the opioids and everything going mm -hmm. through that process, and then I was prescribed gabapentin, and that was the one drug where I was like, I am not taking this. Yeah. It was. It made me stupid. It made me completely. I mean, I, you know, I am a knuckle dragging Neanderthal anyway, so I'm not the brightest, mm -hmm. but. At the same time, this made me, I couldn't, I remember I've told the story before I, cause it's for nerve pain. I took this and they just prescribe it, you know, just willy nilly. Mm -hmm. Oh, you have nerve pain. Here you go. I took it and I was in the kitchen trying to help my wife with dinner. And I was, you know, I picked up a onion or whatever it was I was going to cut. And I picked up the knife and I told my wife, if he, I said, Hey, I just took this first gabapentin. I don't really know what it's going to do. And like 15 minutes later, I'm trying to connect the dots between how do I cut this thing and my brain just couldn't process oh it. And I just went to bed. Yeah. So after that, I took it for a call. I said, okay, that initial one, it was the first time getting into my body, getting used to it, we'll see. I took it for two, maybe three days later, and I'm like, I trashed it. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not taking this stuff ever again. And But there are people who have nerve issues that are doped up on this stuff yeah. all day long. And then on top of that, they had taken the opioids. I never made the leap to like the oxys and all that stuff. I was, I was on Percocet. Then I had my surgery and brought the pain level to a manageable mm -hmm. level so that now I just use cannabis. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the stories, 80% of all street drug users started from an injury yeah. and started on Oxy. I yeah. was on Oxy. Yeah, that's, that's I have a lot of friends who, who yeah. went through that path, and it's not a fun path. And no. just like you were saying earlier, all the Oxy that I was on, all the muscle relaxers, all that did was make me not want to move. Right. I wanted to be a couch potato. Right. And as we talked about, that only made my pain worse. And that's, yeah, it just makes you just want to sit around and do nothing. Yeah. Okay, so you guys are, and just a real quick question, uh, is uh, uh, cannabis in D.C. legal for, was it medical only back then or was it med and rec? I'm uh, totally, I'm totally out of So it was gray area. You couldn't sell cannabis, okay. but you can gift it. Okay, okay. And it's still kind of that way. Now they have medical, uh, like dispensaries and stuff, but at that time it was mainly just gifting. Okay. And so it was a really interesting gray area, but... It was they they made it work. Mm -hmm. You could be in possession of it, but you couldn't buy it and you couldn't sell it. Yeah, it's decriminalized. Gotcha. Actually. Gotcha. Okay. So you're 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 learning about cannabis and then what, what takes you down the path of your companies and coaching and all that stuff? Yeah. So, you know, fast forward many years and I was 
I believe I was 25 years old. I was full-time teaching at this time. and I In had, Virginia? In Virginia, okay. yeah. And I had done my first bikini competition, which okay. was such a massive milestone for me because I had many doctors prior tell me that I would, I should and would never be able to right. lift weights and all these things. And I just felt like I proved so many people wrong because I did lift the weights and I got in the best shape of my life and did this bikini competition. Nice. But from that is when from that is when I started documenting things and showcasing it on my Instagram and I just my following started to really grow and people started to follow my journey and started asking me so many more questions about health and wellness. So that inspired me to get my um, NASM certification and get certified and okay. just do some personal training just on the side because I was passionate about it. And let's be real, teachers do not get paid enough, not at all. <laughs> right. So I was doing that on the side, and I remember going out to LA for an LA Fit Expo and just exposing myself more in the fitness industry and coming back and going to Ben being like, I want to move to California. I want to go out. I want to go to California. I'm going to make it happen. And he was really talking back like, why would you do that? You're just starting to establish yourself here in Virginia. And like, we have so much going for us. And, and he also was being like, there's gonna be a lot of competition out in LA because it is the hub. Right. But I really saw it as not as competition, but as a learning opportunity. I was like, imagine if I get to surround myself with all of these successful people doing what I want to do. Like, I'm going to learn so much and grow so so much and I was really advocate of I'm I'm gonna make it out there and eventually I think he recognized I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna go without him so. you're, you're going whether you're coming or not <laughs> yeah I remember he called me up like a month later being like you know what I think you're right I think we need to go we need to move we need to get out of here and I'm ready to do it so really soon after that I finished up teaching I was never okay. going to you know leave that year without finishing okay. um, teaching and it was June and we decided to to make the move across country and go all the way out to cross country and at that time we got out to LA too is when Ben really I remember him really having these two big decisions do I get this corporate job okay. that I know I'm gonna be getting paid what I should be getting paid or do I take this massive cut in pay and start my journey in the cannabis industry yeah. and you want to tell us more about that and that's, that's <laughs> fully where that's really why I decided I was like all right LA is a really good opportunity to kind of dive into it because like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast I've always knew in my gut that I wanted to get in okay. the cannabis industry um, and so I really figured LA's been doing it for so long yeah. that you might as well learn from the, some of the best. And so when I moved out there, that's kind of where I found myself. I was like, hey, I moved all the way across the country. I'm not going to settle and be comfortable. Good. I'm going to completely Good. get out of my comfort zone. That's when I ended up getting a job at a dispensary okay. um, while starting my business just so I can still learn about cannabis, learn about the compliance situation. I ended up moving up to be a manager at that that location right in Venice Beach. Medmen, um, I'm sure you're familiar with Medmen. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> and so uh, so I learned a lot from them. Uh, it was a very interesting experience. And But at that point, I, when we were ready to start really growing the company, that's when we decided Arizona would be a really good spot for it because California is not the best for small businesses. Right. Um, we learned that very quickly. Um, <laughs> but that's when we decided, hey, let's completely put all of our resources into our businesses instead of just paying for a place in LA. Gotcha. Yeah. Now the thing that really I I I really picked up on is the fact that your guys's mentality and your mindset of mm -hmm. I'm not going to settle. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do better. I'm going to put myself out there and that's something that 
I wish more people had that that innate drive to just go out and get it. It's mm-hmm. hard. It's very, very hard. So I commend you both for doing mm-hmm. that. But on that note, though, regarding your fitness and your education and your coaching and all that type of stuff, um, what was it like diving into that world yeah. and putting yourself out there for that? Yeah, definitely very scary. And I remember, too, going out to L.A. I actually did apply for some teaching jobs, and I had my parents who love me to death. They were terrified. They <laughs> wanted me to get a gotcha. teaching job so bad. I went to college. I got my master's in education. My entire life, I wanted to be a teacher. Like, okay. That was set. So it was a huge change, and they it was hard for them to see that, I think. But I knew that deep down, that was where my passion was. Yeah. I had this massive passion, and I wanted to use my story and just how much health and wellness has changed my life and again I was I really had this mindset I was gonna just take action I wasn't gonna wait for things to be perfect or handed to me I was gonna use my passion with a purpose I was gonna put it out there and I was very grateful at that time that my social media grew tremendously out in LA and so I was able to use that to my advantage with marketing and that was another reason too that really made us super passionate about creating our own company because I got to see on the influencer side these massive cannabis brands that were getting pushed okay. and the money that was getting given to these influencers to make all of this marketing. But one of the big companies, and I won't I won't put anyone on blast, but one of the big companies that was reaching out to all these influencers and I had a ton of my friends um, promoting this company, there was a massive lawsuit against the company because their gummies didn't even have a CBD in there. And so the the quality just was missing and the education was missing too and 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 so that also was something that really wanted me to to kind of fight for this and to just be different you know and put out the quality and the education and make sure people can see that transparency mm-hmm. that has been my biggest complaint about cannabis in the state of Arizona is that there's a lot of crap mm-hmm. there's a lot of crap out there there's been some there's been tons of 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 examples of exactly that like Mm -hmm. try this great new product and then you go get it third-party tested and there's nothing in it it's tap water you know it's it's whatever you know it's just food coloring and food dye and that's unfortunately Mm -hmm. you know that's the biggest complaint for me about this market here in arizona yeah so so what is the company that you did you guys have separate companies or was it did you guys start one together one together so actually Originally, if we Ben started on his own a different company. Yeah, I had like a drop shipping platform. For, I was really selling like other CBD products while I was kind of understanding e-com. And so I was, it was almost like a test run. And then there was a couple things that kind of came up that that stopped us in our tracks. Um, that won't go too far into it. Yeah, Ben never likes to talk about this because he always wants to be the better person. So we won't go into too much detail, but you know to make it short basically we had friends that we had met in LA that we thought were friends and we were telling them all about or the company that Ben had created hemp gains was the name and Ben was getting a lot of stuff done for that and showcasing them and long story short they basically went behind their back and trademarked the name hemp gains and they took the name and they created a product under that name and so tried to sell it to me and then tried to sell it and it was and tried to sell it back to you yes yeah. oh. it was heartbreaking I I mean, he was so passionate about what he was doing, and it just broke my heart to see that these people 
just did that. And at that point, I mean, he almost completely gave up and was like, yeah. this isn't for me. Maybe I can't do this. But that's when I really was like, I want to I wanna invest into this company. I want to help you. Like, I know that we together can create something so special and so amazing. And we can get that education out there. So Yeah, and we're big believers, too. And everything happens for a reason. Yeah, you know? and, agreed. And karma is karma. And we focus on what we can do and bring good to other people around us. And so I love that's that. really what we focus on. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I absolutely love we that. We really haven't shared that. Like, I think this is the first podcast that we've ever mentioned that because Again, we always want to be the bigger yeah. person, and we don't want to... It doesn't define us. Yeah, we don't means. want that to define us, but... It's part of the story. It mm-hmm. is part of the story, and I think it's inspiring because, you know, being an entrepreneur or going after whatever you're passionate about, it can be hard, and mm-hmm. you're going to have roadblocks, and you're going to have people try to pull you down, but if you can get past that, you're going to learn so much and grow, and that's when you're going to make an even bigger impact. That That's yeah. the one thing that I've learned from doing this is that... There's a lot of times that I get shut down by people and stuff like that, but it's like, you know what? I just want to get good information out there to people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter what it's about, but I want to sit and talk to positive, inspiring people who have a story. And and the more I talk to people, the more successful people that I talk to, the harder their story is, the, the mm-hmm. more struggle there was. It's It you know was not handed to them. It, yeah. was, it was, you know, owner-operator. It was people striving to be, to be better, mm-hmm. to be better than what they were dealing with. 100%. So... So what are what are the companies that you have now? Yeah, so my health coaching business that I did create when I was out in Washington, D.C., right before I was moving to L.A., it's called Positively Fit Community. <laughs> Mindset is everything to me, as I'm sure you could tell. And I knew when I created the company, I didn't want it to be focused on me. I wanted to really bring women together, and I wanted to form that community. And I wanted it to be so much more than fitness, and I wanted – I knew the word positivity or positive had to be in there because that is something that everyone has always said that I get to spread. And I'm just so passionate about that positive mindset. So yeah, it's called positively fit community and I've had it now for four years. I have multiple coaches that work inside positively fit community and we have a really big community. I think right now we have about 150 women inside. So it's awesome to see just how much they all motivate, inspire each other. And we've been also able to educate a lot with cannabis. So I'm not, we're definitely not the like pushy salespeople. So we're, you know, we are more of the, let's take the education approach. And if someone is interested, awesome. You know, we have this amazing product that we can give to you, but definitely a lot of positive fit community have you used Terp Nutrition. So we're Mm -hmm. very grateful for that. My question is, is that there appears to be a lot of negativity in the female world regarding um, fitness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, men, we just want to lift and get big and look good and, you know, mm-hmm. high five, bro, and all that type of stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're not too terribly concerned with the concerns of other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just my, this is my personal, but there, it's, it seems as though in the, in, Talking to women who want to get into shape and all that, they're always scared. They're, they they think they're going to be judged. They think they're going to be, you know, they're not going to look right. They're not mm-hmm. going to do this. They're not going to do that. How do you get people over that? How do you get females who want to get into better shape? How do you get them to just take that first step? 
Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing I like to preach to them too, that it's so much more than what you look like. It's truly about how you feel. When you start prioritizing your mental and physical health, you're going to start feeling so much better and you're going to be able to stop caring so much what others think. Like that is the biggest, biggest lesson I like to preach to the girls and help them do is recognize that this is your life. This is not anyone else's life. If you're not making yourself happy, you're going to waste your life away. So Mm -hmm. getting them to, you know, of course, still value other people's oh, opinions, yeah. but oh, at yeah. the end of the day, it's your life. It's your decision. You've got to do what makes you happy and what's going to make you feel your best. I I completely agree. And one of the things that my wife has said to me, she goes, I like your I don't give a fuck attitude. <laughs> you know, I do give a fuck, yeah. but I don't care about somebody's perception of me, especially mm-hmm. if they don't know me. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just the number one thing that it's like, you just got to get up and do it. Mm-hmm. Life's too short not to. Right. Absolutely. Right. And I always think about, okay, when I'm 90 years old, am I really going to worry about what that person said about no. me? <laughs> You're no, not going to give I'm a not. shit. No <laughs> and I want, I don't want to die with regrets. I want to know that I took action and I went for it and that I lived my best life. And I feel that if we're not feeling our best, there's absolutely no way we're going to be living our best life. Agreed. Agreed. So you had mentioned, you know, uh, coaching with cannabis, mm-hmm. positively, positively fit community. Uh, yes. yes. And then also Terp Nutrition. Yes. So what's that? Yeah. Terp Nutrition. So Terp Nutrition is our full spectrum CBD company. We really focus on recovery products for active adults. Um, so we have a variety of products from tinctures to uh, topicals to even pet treats, too, just because we do see how much it can play an impact in people's day to day life. Gotcha. And we're, what, is it all online? You guys Are you guys in stores? Yeah, so it's a majority online right okay. now. We're starting to actually expand in retail right now, too. That's kind of like a ma- major focus for major the Major goal for gotcha. this year. Gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> so get into more. We have a couple, uh, like, yoga studios okay. that are carrying some of our products now, too. A few gyms, too, over on the East Coast. Nice. Um, and so just slowly expanding that. Um, we also do a lot of pop-ups okay. in the Arizona okay. area. We Our passion is educating and yeah. talking to yeah. people. And so we do love to be able to be in person and doing these pop-ups to answer questions and be be able to provide that education. Mm-hmm. That's I, I fell in love with CBD. I, have, I, I use a ton of CBD products. I love CBD. And, you know, it's, it's you know, the Diet Coke of, of cannabis. But I, I'll just use CBD on a regular basis just for my back pain and all that type of stuff. And mm-hmm. when it's late at night and I don't want to get the euphoric effects of yeah. THC just to be able to just calm down and relax, mm-hmm. that's – that's huge for me. I love doing that stuff. I'm super excited for you to use our roll-on because okay. we definitely created this product with myself in mind because of my back surgery. So Hang on. It's a plug. Hang on. We got to show it. <laughs> yeah. Terp Nutrition Muscle yeah. Roll-on. There we go. Muscle Relief Roll-on. I do not go anywhere without it because I never nice. know when my back is going to flare up or start to Understood. bother me. And Understood. so I love just rubbing it on that area and it gives that instant relief very cool and the biggest thing that with our company too is we really focus on quality okay that's like the biggest reason why we got into this industry to begin with and so we partner with the usda organic hemp farm right outside of denver colorado which is vertically integrated with an iso 9001 uh and fda registered food facility for extraction and bottling so it's really a really streamlined process from the point that it's a seed all the way to the point that it's in a customer's hand so that's awesome. That's like our biggest, biggest focus is just making sure that we're providing quality and education around our products. Mm-hmm. How did you guys find that company? Uh, we, we started, I worked, worked through probably like three manufacturers before okay. just trial and error. I, I always go out to meet them too. So okay. I don't just 
do the phone calls I need to actually see because good, a lot of people good. can talk the talk, but not a lot of people can walk the walk. Right. So we went out. The, I ended up going out to their farm twice before we even started a deal working okay. with them just to make sure that I was meeting the owner, that I was meeting the farm, I was going to the extraction awesome. facility, just everything. Awesome. Um, we actually even last year, we took out a team, about six people on our team, some of our ambassadors to show them the farm, show them the, the extraction facility. Because a lot of people forget that this is a plant extract. Right, right. People just think this is a chemical compound that is getting created in a lab, but it's not. It's getting extracted from a plant, and right. that's what you need to focus on. And I talk about buying your cannabis just like you're buying your produce. You want to know where it's coming oh, from, yeah. if it's grain totally. grown in clean soil, totally. everything. So that's what I really like to preach to everybody, and having people come and see that and be able to have that experience seeing it going from the plant to the extraction facility, it's really eye-opening for a lot of people. And then you just get it shipped down here, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the finished product? Exactly. What so. does the finished product come as? Is it oil? Is it powder? Is it What's what's the finished product like? So they, they do all the, the bottling and everything out in Colorado, oh, okay. and then they'll okay. ship all the finished products okay. to us here. So they finish it. They do mm-hmm. everything. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. We'll do the labeling okay. here, though. For some of the products, we'll do the labeling here. Because we have a warehouse in Phoenix that nice. we work out of. That's awesome. That's very mm-hmm. so. Yeah, it's one stop shop all at the same place. And mm-hmm. we do hand package all of our orders with love and do some nice handwritten cards. Nice. <laughs> yeah, and then then we got terp nutrition because we really focus on the full spectrum and not just the cannabinoid profiles, but also the terpenes that are getting into the product. Okay. So our, Ex- explain that. Yeah. Ex- so for like people our, who don't understand that, explain that, please. Yeah. So terpenes are aromatic compounds that are found in really all living plants responsible for a lot of the odor as well as a lot of the therapeutic effects so a lot of people have the misconception that sativas and indicas are actually just the thc percentage but it's actually the terpene profile and the cannabinoid profile that both work together to really create that experience okay and so for example our nightly drops which is a really popular uh tincture that we have it's actually mimicking mimicking an indica strain okay. in terms of a terpene profile, um, and then it's going to have a full range of cannabinoids in there as well. So it's giving you that really sedative, relaxing effect. Okay. Few terpenes are like linalool and myrcene, which are very popular in indica, and also really good for like pain as well. Okay, interesting. Gotcha. Do, so where do the terpenes come from? So the terpenes are coming from plants. All cannabis based. Uh, a few cannabis, okay. a few uh, botanical. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. That's yeah. very cool. Yes. And that's one thing that I've tried to tried to uh, teach people that the comparison, I compare it to alcohol. It's like, okay, alcohol is alcohol is alcohol. Mm-hmm. Bud Light has the same alcohol that um, uh, Everclear has. Mm-hmm. It's just a different strength. It's the different chemical makeups that make it, you know, Bud Light or vodka or whatever the case is, which is the same sort of thing along the lines of terpenes and all mm-hmm. that stuff. It mm-hmm. gives it its flavor, its aroma, its effects and all that type of yeah. stuff. Definitely. That's very cool. Yeah, and I feel like most people, including myself in the beginning, I had no idea any right. of that. Well, and it's not talked about, especially yeah. in today's day and age. People just want, I want 97% THC. <laughs> it's like, are you just going to sit on the couch and do nothing all day? <laughs> you know, are you just going to, you know, and that's fine at the end of the day for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a big deal, but yeah, you need to be active. Mm-hmm. And, and so how did you guys um, come across like the different uh, uh mixtures okay this is for this this is for that you know what what was involved in that process uh, a lot of trial and error also okay. like talking with uh formulation specialists chemists and okay just having a lot of conversations and reading through studies too that 
that they talk about different terpenes and effects of that. Um, so just and trying products out. I mean, we had to test everything before yeah. finalizing it. So sometimes it has taken us a little bit to perfect the product and to actually get it ready to sell. Gotcha. Gotcha. What's your guys' most popular? I would say our top products are our Muscle Relief Roll-On, for okay. sure. Definitely a huge 100%. one, especially because we really focus on living a healthy lifestyle and recovery and the, utilizing that to help with recovery. And then our Nightly Drops, and I think that's because most of America struggles with sleep. <laughs> I know I do. So mm -hmm. that's a big thing. And our new product that we just dropped, our fruit snacks, are also very popular. Oh, I yeah. think also because they taste delicious. Okay. They taste like a, like I think we gave you some nice. of those too. Tastes like a strawberry fruit roll-up. So everyone just loves oh, that. Oh, nice. So, okay. So when you say, uh, you know, push a positive lifestyle, what's the holistic approach to that for you guys, for your company? Yeah, and this is actually something we also incorporate with Terp. You know, we do not want to be the company that sits here and tells you, use this product, it's going to cure everything right. and you're mm -hmm. going to be perfect. Like, that's not true. Even with back pain, as you know, mm -hmm. it's a lot of moving parts. It's what you put into your body, how you feel your body. That's going to play a massive role, as well as just those healthy habits. And this is something I preach to all of our girls inside PFC, just valuing your sleep, valuing your mental health, doing something every day for you mentally, as well as drinking that water. Yep. Water is so mm -hmm. important. And just getting daily movement, whether that is working out in the gym or going for a walk or a bike ride, moving your body, it's going to make a massive difference. It's it's amazing how that shift has happened in in health and wellness, and even re, like you said recovery, like even recovery from surgery. Now, mm -hmm. as soon as you have a surgery, now they don't want you sitting around in bed. They want you up and out and walking around as soon as possible, mm -hmm. just to get that body movement going and get that recovery going. Definitely. Yeah. So that's definitely something for for health that people just it it pains me to see people who are fully able-bodied and have no physical ailments that just sit their asses at home and do nothing. Mm -hmm. I get it. We all have good days and bad days, but when it, it develops into that pattern, it's like yeah. you're missing so much more to your yeah. life. Yeah. You know, it's, it, you, it, it's not, and it is a matter of health. You know, it is a matter of health and it is a matter of mental aspects. And people don't realize that you feel bad because you don't look good. You don't look good because you're not moving. Mm -hmm. You're not moving because you feel bad. Well, it's just a cycle. Yeah. You, just, you know, you got to get up and do something. I love that you mentioned that because I always like to stress to people that no one is perfect. Right. And we are all going to have bad days. Like that is not going to change, but it's not about perfection. It's truly about consistency. And, you know, if you do have a bad day or you eat like shit or you don't move your body, it's not really what you did that day. It's what you're going to do tomorrow. Yeah. Are you going to let that one bad day stop you from valuing your health and doing the things you know are going to make you feel better? I Yep, agree. There's always tomorrow. There's, There's always, always tomorrow. tomorrow. You yes. can brush today off and get up and, and do something tomorrow. Absolutely. For your health. Yeah, Definitely. it's all that consistency. That's truly what it's about. So, are you doing any? Uh, do you do any um, competitions now? No, no more competitions. No? I don't see myself doing competitions. She has but competed in about, what, three or three, four? Three, yeah. I've okay. done three shows in my 20s. But right now in my life, I think our focus is on the businesses. And we just got a house. Gotcha. So we're doing that. And, you know, maybe one day having a family. <laughs> if so. you like your time, your money, and, you know, your life, don't have children. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have three kids. I'm just kidding. 
I always say that a lot, actually. I have been told that, but it's, it is, that is one of the reasons that, you know, we are 30 and I know a lot of people, including my parents, sometimes are like, you're not married. You don't have kids. Like, what are you doing? And we just have chosen to kind of go to wait and to focus on the business, focus on business, focus on what we're so passionate about and that that will come well so. and that also falls in line with you don't have to make anybody else happy yeah mm-hmm. you don't Absolutely. have to make anybody else happy with your life choices yeah or anything like that it's it's yeah that's yeah. that's always a, a point of contention in a lot of families mm-hmm. it's like how come you're not well you know it's not your business <laughs> yeah you know what i mean you may, we may be family but it's yeah. not your concern and i i've actually really tried to take it a step further of not only do you know it's my decision but i also i don't have to explain myself that much they don't have to understand that's okay you know they might not ever understand and that is totally fine did you get any pushback regarding um you you had said that you start you didn't start using cannabis until after you met ben Mm -hmm. and all that so was it from a conservative upbringing was it just because you just wasn't around it was there any pushback from your family getting into the cannabis business for you yes definitely i think being in a conservative family being a teacher and i'll be transparent i was very my my lower 20s i guess 22 to 25 i kept it on the dl even when i did my first bikini competition as a teacher i completely changed my name i was terrified i didn't want anyone to follow me i blocked my family members like i didn't want people to really know what i was doing because at that time i was so concerned with how they were going to feel and i was worried about just the pushback that I was going to get. But eventually as I grew as a person and I developed such a strong relationship with myself and my passion only grew, I became way more confident. And I recognized that I don't need to make everyone happy. That's not what it's about, you know? So I started slowly just opening up more and more and sharing more about my story and more about cannabis and more about just my passions. And one of the things that my goal has been with this podcast is to you know, I, I, I talk about it a lot. I'm former law enforcement, all that good stuff. And there's so many cops that are just stuck in this mentality of all oh, stoners are just, you know, they're just potheads that just sit around. And I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember the commercial of, you know, you do drugs and it's the girl sitting in the couch that can't move. Like a pancake. Like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and one of my goals with this has been to show success and to mm. show like, look, and I wish that. There are so many successful people out there, so much, so many more successful. I don't mean more than you. I mean more as in a, a total yeah. that use cannabis on a daily basis that don't say a damn word mm-hmm. because they're scared of the stigma. Mm-hmm. And it's like if they just came out and opened up and said, I use cannabis, it would start breaking down doors. Mm-hmm. And this is part of my thing is to show that you're not lazy you're not just a pothead sitting around doing nothing you're you're opening businesses you're coaching other people Mm -hmm. on how to lead better lives you're making products to help people you're making products to make people's lives better Mm -hmm. you know it's not there's a relationship yes there are people that sit around smoke weed all day and play video games Mm -hmm. and you know live in their parents basement Mm -hmm. you know that's that's a reality but then again there's people who eat too much sugar and too much caffeine and whatever whatever their drug of choice is Mm -hmm. so i'm you know that's i love to see success stories that are around cannabis and can show the fact that like it improves people's lives it mm-hmm. improves when you and I'm, I'm a huge advocate of and i've said it before i have no problem with recreational i have no problem with it i just have an affinity more towards the the, the medical side because of what i had to use it for was for medicinal purposes i smoked mm-hmm. a little bit when i was a teenager and experimented a little bit but it wasn't until i was injured in my 30s and it was either a regimen of opioids that makes you like a zombie all day long 
or weed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll take the weed. I'll take the weed all day long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. Ben, what about you? Was you had said that you're you know longtime consumer and all that good mm-hmm. stuff? Was was there any um, issues from the family standpoint when you started getting into this? I think their biggest concern was just me getting in trouble. Okay. If they originally when I started kind of presenting the idea to them, they always knew that. I had a little different abstract way of thinking. Okay. Um, but their biggest concern was I was going to move out to California and get involved in the black market. Gotcha. And so they didn't want me getting arrested. They didn't want to deal with that. And so that was their biggest concern. But when I was moving out there, my main goal was to get into the legal business. Yeah. And so, th- so once they started realizing that and they started kind of visualizing the business starting growing and the brand started growing, then they were completely on board and they started also – seeing the testimonies from some of our customers too. And my mom transparently was kind of like a hippie when she was younger, but then growing up in Virginia, it was very conservative. So she got back because she heard of friends of hers getting arrested for cannabis and stuff like that. And so that was the big concern is just the legality of it. And so once she started seeing all those testimonies and everything, she started really opening her eyes to that. And my father did too. So now they're fully on board and they nice. they love it. They they love term nutrition. <laughs> My son's a drug dealer. <laughs> not not really, not really. There's definitely more money in the black market though. So, yeah. you know, if you want to go that route, yeah. I don't suggest that. <laughs> I don't suggest that. No, that's good. No, I, yeah. I I love success stories that start from small business and mm-hmm. and move up, so. Yes. It's been quite a journey, that's for sure and definitely. wouldn't change it for anything else though. Awesome. But you're big into fitness as well, though. Yeah. Correct. Do you do anything on the side or coaching? I want coaching? to do bodybuilding okay. eventually, um, but prioritizing Terp is my, my main thing right now. I, I was coaching for a while, actually, with the PFC for a lot of the male clients that were coming okay. to them. Um, but that, then, I, I was going to ask that, and I don't mean to interrupt you. Mm-hmm. I apologize. I was going to ask, because you had said female. Is it mm-hmm. is it strictly female, or is it male and female? It is. Okay. It is strictly female. And where we're at right now, we decided to really just – have it be female so we could bring those females together and that's what we enjoy working with more of the females and to be completely transparent just having sometimes men didn't always take it seriously or just being inappropriate and i remember finally at one point i got to this place where i was like i'm never gonna work with a guy again i'm i want to work with females and at this point i can i can choose what what i wanted to do so yeah Gotcha. But whenever we are do, planning a big event in September, we try to do event a year and we try to make it a fundraiser. We're all about okay. giving back. It's also something we do with Terp Nutrition. But we, you know, for the events, we always open it up to females and males, everyone coming in and just bringing people together for those positive vibes as well as getting a good workout in and then raising money for a good cause. And Ben, I didn't mean to cut you off. I apologize for that. So. Oh, no worries at all. No <laughs> so, but, at all. but you did coach some of the yeah, men that came I, in? I did coach for, for maybe like a year um but i really wanted to focus on turp okay i had to put all my mm-hmm. efforts toward that to really grow it because we did bootstrap it from the ground yeah. up you know and we're the we're sole, the sole, we're the sole investors. investors we don't have outside people um because we also want to keep to our values too okay so which is one of the reasons too that we have not got married yet because we are the sole investors and so we've put so much into that but um, we wouldn't change it for the world. I mean, this it means more to more to us than anyone can really know. <laughs> well, and it's you have control. Mm-hmm. It's your business. You have control. You don't. Yeah. You're not out, out or influenced by outside money. Exactly. So unfortunately, too much of Arizona. And now, obviously, with you guys being CBD, you guys are nation can go nationwide. Mm-hmm. But too much of the cannabis community here in Arizona is being turned over to the to the big boys. Yeah. yeah. And um, 
there's not a lot of people that are really happy about that, especially patients and consumers, because yeah. prices go up and quality goes down. Uh-huh. It and is. I mean, I hate to be negative, but it's just it really kills me. And it's ridiculous how much it's a pay to play type of game and just how often not authentic things are yeah. these days and how much marketing is just total BS. Um, as in my my position in Arizona Normal exposes me to a lot of this stuff, especially working with lawmakers. And all I'll say is this, is that if the cannabis community really saw what goes on behind closed doors, behind doors, it's, it's, we see it as wanting to get people good information and good quality products and all that type of stuff. And the consumers and the patients want that. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of dispensary owners who don't even touch cannabis. Yeah. They, they got no skin in the game. You know what they have not their skin in the game in? Money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, being entrepreneurs and capitalists and venture capitalists and all that type of stuff is fantastic. And I want those people to make money. I do. I want I want people to make money. I, I, I enjoy capitalism, but I also really wish they gave a shit. Yeah. You know, I, I really wish that. And then the more and more I talk to people in the industry, the worse conditions are. The, I hear that the the conditions are becoming worse, worse. and worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. You know, and it's just the sort of thing where that's heartbreaking. It is because it's weed for God's <laughs> sakes. Yeah. It will sell itself. Yeah. You don't have to do much to sell to sell weed. Yeah. So I just wish that you know that I wish that everybody had the mindset that you guys had, which yeah. is quality products. Mm-hmm. Put the patient first, mm-hmm. or you know, person first, the client. The client first and it's just very disheartening yeah. it is but you know that's why we're here doing what we're doing and <laughs> truly got to believe that what we're doing is it's going to pay off and we're going to be able to just help help break that stigma and provide that education and quality what kind of where can people go to find you guys yeah so they can just go directly to our website www.terpnutrition.com we also have an instagram terp nutrition that we're okay. very active on as well very active so and that's one of the things is getting people the education and the information that they don't mm-hmm. even necessarily know that they want or need yeah. <laughs> you know and it, it was amazing to me again when i started understanding terpenes and cannabinoids and cannabinoids however you say it and all that type of stuff that it was like oh there's way more to this yeah you know there's a reason why and it that's one of the things too that as we need more research Mm -hmm. we need better research we need better understanding of of cannabis and how we can help people so definitely definitely. the cannabis and the ecs in general just how it's interacting with our body i think that's what's really fascinating to me is the more research that comes out the more we'll actually understand it because we don't fully understand everything right now and you and by ecs you mean the endocannabinoid system correct yeah and i was a maricopa county sheriff's office had a live stream the other day with with their top top law dog when it comes to uh, narcotics and all that stuff and i was watching it and i was on as blue to green and i asked the question i said um, do you guys have any training in the endocannabinoid system? And the answer was, well, cannabinoids, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you're not understanding my question. <laughs> and because you're not understanding my question, that shows me you yeah. don't, don't know, know what you're talking about. You may know about the drug itself, mm-hmm. but you have zero clue or understanding about how it affects the body. body mm-hmm. yeah. You know, and how it's, and, so, and somebody commented like, well, why would they want to care about that? Like, going, if you're going to charge people with DUI drugs, you need to understand how the drug is affecting the body. Mm-hmm. So sorry for going off on my little my tangent here on the side. So true, though. But we don't, yeah, we don't understand the endocannabinoid mm-hmm. system. You know, we're just now gaining an understanding mm-hmm. of how it works and the receptors and all that type of stuff. Yeah, and even medical professionals don't, they, they don't get taught about the ECS. None. Now, now it's starting to, they have courses, I heard, that they're starting to implement for, like, nurses and stuff. Mm-hmm. But... 
the majority of the medical professionals don't understand it. And that's where you guys have a leg up. Mm -hmm. You have the education and, and understanding about mm -hmm. how, you know, what, what do these different compounds do in the body? And for the legality, we're not medical professionals. Just, just putting it out there. Yeah. We're, we're not, you're not doctors. I'm not a lawyer. We're talking opinion here. And you're, yeah, you can share. And that is something too that people need to understand as well, though, that um, just because they have the name at the end of their name, MD, or, you know, medical doctor, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean they know what they're talking about when it comes to cannabis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm sorry to say that. And again, yeah, I'm not giving medical advice in any way, shape or form here, but it's, they're still slaves to the pharmaceutical companies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're still slaves to what the government tells them to do and what the pharmaceutical company, which, which golf trip the pharmaceutical company is going to send these doctors to, yeah. you know, and what product they're going to sell. And, oh, well, the, the pamphlet says this, you know, how many, how many drugs have been recalled throughout history because it started off as great mm -hmm. and then we found out the realities that, oh, it causes cancer mm -hmm. and it will kill you, yeah, by the way. Yeah, no, and Ben can definitely speak more on this because his grandmother is a fine example of this. Her mm -hmm. doctor was telling her to order from this one company okay. and not, and so instead of supporting her, Ben, she had to listen to the doctor because that's kind of- Very old school stuff. Yeah. That is, unfortunately. But she was saying, oh, I'm not, you know, it's not helping. I'm not feeling anything. So Ben did his research, diving more into this company that the doctor was recommending. It turns out that it was an isolate. So it didn't have okay. that full spectrum, that which could and have she been had chronic pain, like through her whole body that she'd been suffering with for over 30 years. Wow. And so, and that was, just wasn't helping. And so finally, after a lot of, a lot of back and forth on the phone, she finally was convinced to try the Terp and she realized that she actually found relief with it. And so just Isn't that having, amazing? having mm -hmm. that night and day and her kind of recognizing, because I, I explained to her, I was like, I have friends who are pharmaceutical reps. They go and wine and dine these doctors yep. in order to get paid for it. And there's some CBD companies that will do the same thing because they kind of, they're usually started from a pharmaceutical background. And so they have that same kind of concept and how they wine and dine all these doctors. And it's just terrible because they're putting false information in people's heads. Money talks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Money absolutely talks. Now, I was able to get, I, I tell the joke, I love my mom. Mom, it's no, nothing. <laughs> if I can get my, you know, my crotchety old mom to try CBD, I even got her to get her med card for a little bit, but she just couldn't understand the concept of just not using it and not getting high. And then you kind of got to build up a little bit of a tolerance to it. And she did, my, my mother did not like the effects of THC mm -hmm. in any way, shape or form. So she uses CBD now. So if I can change her mind on it mm -hmm. and she's got a, she's got a back that would make ours look like, you know, it was brand new. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, it's, but that, that older mentality and it's not, it's nothing negative, but everybody used to just trust doctors. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you trusted your doctor. They didn't steer you down the path of, you know, oh, well this, you know, this medical rep told me this, so that must be true. Yeah. So that's good. That's good that they're, that, the, and also the older generation is coming around to they the cannabis, to yeah. using cannabis. Yeah, Definitely. we have a lot of customers that are in the older demographics. Too. Yeah, That's and awesome. we are very open to just answering any questions. I know Ben personally, we have a hotline number on our website, oh, nice. and a lot of our older, older customers will call and just ask a million questions. But Ben will, you know, t take the time to really talk with them, educate them, help them with their order, what they need. That's and awesome. All of that. So. Mm -hmm. This is what you get with a small business that actually yeah. gives a yeah. shit about people, right? <laughs> That's very cool. Yes. I'm very excited to try your guys' product. So, yeah, I can't wait to hear what you think. 
And yeah, no, and and I don't know about you, but the weather affects it might affects my back very, mm-hmm. very much. And yeah. being in monsoon season, it's killing me right now. Yeah. I love that you said that because I've been so stiff and tight this entire month. And I was wondering, I'm like, maybe it's the move, but could be the move, could also be just monsoon the weather. Season. Yeah. Yeah. And I, f- I feel like a really old man when I say that because, you know, it, it, old jokes and stuff like that. But yeah, I when it gets really humid here in Arizona mm-hmm. and everybody, everybody, if anybody listens to this back East or like, it doesn't get humid in Arizona. <laughs> it does. It does. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit, <laughs> but it's definitely noticeable. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Being from Virginia, you guys probably used to. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> sweltering, right. sweltering heat. Yeah. yeah. Way different. Yeah. But that's one of these things. It's, it's temperature and pressure changes and all that causes mm-hmm. flare ups and inflammation and all that type of stuff. Makes sense. So makes total sense. Well, is there anything else you guys would like to add or talk about or discuss with your companies or push? I think the biggest thing, too, is we are just so impressed with what you're doing and we love oh, what you're doing. Thank and just you. Your background and kind of stepping out and speaking up on what you believe in and just what you're passionate about and sharing that education. So thank you so much for letting us come on. Oh, and anytime. Sharing the perspective from a former law enforcement, I think, yeah. is, is a really good insight for a lot of people. Uh, yeah, I, thank you very much for saying that. I uh, That's totally unexpected. I appreciate it. And the the issue that I'm having currently is uh, online debates go nowhere. We all know that. And I found myself suckered into an online debate with old cop friends of mine. And I actually and it's people who I respect and it's people who I I risked. You know, I I trusted them with they trusted me with their life and I trusted Mm -hmm. them with my life. And here I was having this just happened a few days ago. And I was like you guys are just not getting it. You're, you're stuck in this mentality of it. Oh, it's bad. It's because it's illegal. It's bad. Mm-hmm. And then I brought up a couple of examples. I said, well, if the government tomorrow said that we're going to segregate everybody and make it illegal, does that make it bad? No, just because something is illegal does not make it bad. You know, it's mm-hmm. based on a misconception. And I found myself going down this rabbit hole of, all right, I just need to stop. Let them have their, their thought process. And, and like, I can try to provide the information to people, and that's the thing, though, too, is like when it came to cannabis, when I was when I was a cop, I didn't give a shit about personal possession. I didn't care about that. I also had zero understanding of the medicinal benefits because that mm-hmm. just wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. I cared more about the criminal aspect of yeah. it. You know, the, the big drug loads coming across and, you know, uh, um, cartels killing each other and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's all I really cared about. So but I appreciate you guys saying that because yeah. it's it's definitely interesting when I tell people I was former law enforcement. They're mm-hmm. like. Like former, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, no. That's one thing that nobody's ever questioned that though. They're like, maybe he's still a cop. No, trust me, I'm not. I'm not. Trust me, I have yeah very few ties anymore to that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no. But what you're doing is going to help break the stigma, and I know that we don't always see that. I think often, even us, we sometimes forget just how far we've come, or we forget just how much of a difference we have made. But we are. We definitely 100% are making a difference. The more people don't want you to say something, the more you need to say it. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's wrong. It's, it's, it's got to get out there. The information's got to get out there. And one of these days, the federal government has got to catch up. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a little, I'm curious to see what's going to happen in the upcoming political world, particularly here in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, because every year, this is something that people don't understand and realize. And I'm going off on a tangent again. I apologize. Mm-hmm. But from the Arizona normal side of the house. I'm also what's called a PC. I'm a, uh, I'm actually technically an elected official, even though I didn't go onto a ballot and get elected. I just filled out the paperwork and there was an open slot. So I get to go into a lot of these meetings and stuff like that and hear information every year. Our lawmakers try to kill cannabis 
Every year, lawmakers try to cap the amount of uh, THC limits. A couple of years ago, they wanted the, the, the limit of THC in a product at 2%. <laughs> Could you imagine that? That's wow. crazy. That would be like, like I don't mean grass as in weed grass. I'm talking yeah. like the grass out in your lawn type yeah. thing. That's crazy. But every single year. And then there's also, um, you know, regard, are you guys familiar with Delta 8 at mm-hmm. all? Do you mm-hmm. have any? We had a Delta 8 product that was like limited supply for 420. Okay. And, and every year they're trying to kill Delta. And because Delta 8 is new to the scene, that's something yeah. that they, they tried to kill this past year. Mm-hmm. I got to be honest, I can't remember what that bill it did get killed, but there was a lot of controversy behind it and all that stuff. And then at the federal level, there's there's controversy regarding Delta Eight because you know. And then I guess I guess the new thing is too that you can actually take hemp and CBD and actually convert it to Delta Nine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Delta Nine, Delta Eight, they're doing like a isomerization is what it is. Okay. That I guess they convert it by adding some type of solvent. Okay. Sometimes like citric acid or something, and then they convert the CBD isolate into those deltas. Okay. I've heard about that. Gotcha. Yeah, and that's something that the lawmakers are trying to kill. And every every year, again, there's so many things behind the scene that would just slaughter small businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and unfortunately, that's just a reality that we have to fight every yeah. single year. So I encourage, as small business owners, please get involved with yeah. uh, regarding the political side of it. So come to Arizona Normal meeting. This yeah. is my this is my pitch for Arizona Normal. <laughs> I love it. So. We yeah, we definitely want to go to more normal and meet a meeting. Yeah, too. we did do. Oh, we yeah. did one actually. We, I remember you were there. We didn't officially meet. Yeah, I apologize. That's okay. No worries. And meet is awesome too for networking and getting your products out and all that type of stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. we need. We definitely can do more of that. That will help, for sure. So. Well, yeah. Well, thank you guys very much for your time. Yeah. So once again, where can everybody find you at? Our website, just www.terpnutrition.com. Terp, or, T-E-R-P. Yes. Nutrition. Yes. Dot or com. our Instagram. We're very active on there. And always, like I said, we have a hotline number. You can always call. What's the number? Answer any questions. Do you remember the number off the top of your head? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put all of this contact information yeah. in, the, in the show in, notes. Yeah, in the show notes. Awesome. Well, yeah, thank you again so much for having us. And I hope that those of you listening, you enjoyed this episode. Leave us with words of wisdom. Meg's a queen at words of wisdom. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Words of wisdom. I guess biggest thing, hopefully, from this podcast, if you are, you know, someone very new to cannabis, just give it a shot. Don't start making the stigma around it until you try it for yourself. Works for me. That's perfect. All right. (laughs) Thank you very much. Love it second to shut all this down.